Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. From the number one Sunday Times bestselling author of Her Majesty's Royal Coven comes the stunning sequel, The Shadow Cabinet. Join the Witches of Hebden Bridge for more magic, mayhem, and romance as they take on dangerously sexy warlocks and witchfinders. Available in hardback and audiobook, narrated by Bridgerton star Nicola Coughlin. The Shadow Cabinet, the new novel from Juno Dawson, is out now. Hello and welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly Sex in the City podcast where we take the iconic questions of Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. As ever, you are listening to One Pound Poem, Juno Dawson and hot fella Dylan B. Jones. Hi Dylan. Hi Juno. One Pound Poem sounds like slightly suggestive in that yeah. context. Yeah, it sounds like a bad line in like a Nicki Minaj rap song or something. Oh, yeah. With Poem. Or the name of a Nicki Minaj rap song. Yeah. <laughs> One Pound Poem. Um, our other choices were Drew Barrymore, Little Chocolate Souffle, um, and Aiden's inappropriately cinched jacket. I don't know. Well, all things, all things we can discuss. I'm glad you said that. Do you know, this whole podcast is going to. I, I this episode could well be four hours long because I think there's going to be a good hour. On Aiden's milk tray man jacket. On <laughs> Aiden's styling, yeah. Just, um, like, what in the fresh barber hell is that jacket? But, um, yeah, so we, we have been watching, um, and just like that, episode 7, February 14th, I believe it was called. Yeah. Um, Delane, do you yeah. have a pothead synopsis? <laughs> pothead synopsis. I do indeed. So, the big headline, mm-hmm. as we've already said, and as everyone knows, Aiden is back. For all uh, of three scenes. Three yes, scenes. For, a, for a full five minutes, mm-hmm. Aiden's back. Um, but no doubt, we're, I mean, we're definitely going to be seeing mm. more of him. Um, Miranda is, so everyone's sort of, uh, the theme is Valentine's Day, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's set set on Valentine's Day, on and around Valentine's Day. Um, and the theme is like, you know, well, romance, I guess. Um, Miranda goes on a date with a an audiobook reader. Is she a voice yeah, actor? Yes, sort a of voice actor, a voiceover artist, person whose name I've already forgotten. Um, I wrote her down. She was well a bit done. of a nightmare. Um, Amelia, 
Amelia Carsey. Amelia yeah, Carsey. Because it rhymes with Darcy. Yeah, and you yes. rhymed with Darcy. Yeah. yeah, and they have a Jane Austen, uh, <laughs> lots of Jane Austen themed. I've got I've got a bugbear I've got a bone to pick with that scene as well but um not not the scene you're probably thinking of but um um yeah carry on what else is in the pot Dylan Anthony gets a storyline finally briefly yep briefly uh Anthony's um hot fellas bread delivery company catches the eye of Drew Barrymore <laughs> um, and Anthony Incredible. goes on Drew Barrymore's TV show but what catches um, the eye of Drew Barrymore, Dylan. <laughs> well, what catches everyone's eye this week is new character Giuseppe. Um, <laughs> LTW is uh, having issues with her, her son's girlfriend. Um, LTW hates her son's girlfriend, basically. Mm. <laughs> um, Recycling a season one plot point about Brady's girlfriend. Mm. Oh, yeah. True, we'll, we'll bitch about that in a minute as well, yeah. True. Charlotte... Uh, is it's quite quite a lot for Charlotte this week. Mummager. Charlotte, Charlotte does uh, Charlotte's mummager and then has a, like a medical emergency. Um, <laughs> uh, Lily continues to excel herself at being the devil child. Um, literally hospitalizes her mother this week. Oh my god, um, she's the worst. She is. She's like she's going to be the death of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the last and... episode where we reveal it's a bit like Dexter or you and Everyone... Lily just. Just a voiceover. You know, I've been asking for a voiceover. It's Lily's voiceover. And it just starts off with, I did not mean to kill my mother. However. <laughs> it was a normal day in Manhattan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for my res at Nobu. When... <laughs> um, and what else? Naya. Not that much for Naya. Not that much for... <laughs> she makes a souffle. She makes a, she makes a souffle. a souffle, Dylan. While listening to Ari Lennox. I mean, you know, why not? That's literally mm. all she does this episode. Um, not much for Seema. Seema <sighs> goes to a spa. Um, who goes I've forgotten. Karen. I've forgotten someone. No, I think that's everyone. Chey. Che, <laughs> it's getting, I know we've said it before, but it is getting absurd. Like, how many is that? That's nine main characters plus the kids at this point. So what are we on, like 15 characters? I mean- Oh, it's all, it's all a lot. It's chaos. <laughs> it's just chaos. Che, che gets a job at a, a dog rescue centre. Also um, this week, Dylan and I have decided, because we think it'll be relevant to our interests, we have both separately been to see Barbie this yes. week. So so we're going to, at what point shall we deploy Barbie, chat? Shall we deploy her midway through midway, yeah. Pride and Prejudice story? <laughs> <laughs> should we go to? Should we deal with some of the characters and then go? Yeah, to we'll 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 break out Barbie at some point because we we feel probably a lot of our listeners are also seeing Barbie and it feels like a cultural moment. It is. It's very, Why not? It's... Let let's let's indulge in this cultural moment. Do you know what one of my friends said the other day when we went to see it? Actually, she said mm-hmm. she described it as thrilling, being in this cultural. And I completely agreed with her. Being in this cultural phenomenon and experiencing a female it. fronted cultural moment. Thrilling, like yeah. Yeah, like, I'm just like, that could only could wish been. it could capture a moment <laughs> in the way the Barbie movie has. Um, which is so interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to Barbie. Yeah. Let's start off. I mean, it would be wild to not talk about Carrie and Aiden up front. Although, 
We know and just like that did not give us the same benefit and they made us wait till the last fucking five minutes. Of course, of course. Um, and I, for a second there, thought they were gonna, that was gonna be it. And then I remembered I had seen more like behind the scenes photos of Aiden. So I was like, that's not gonna be it. But um, yeah, I mean, should we just launch, should we just go straight into it, into them? Yeah, so obviously last week, Caroline emailed Aiden because she was curious about yeah. where he was at. Um, we start this week's episode with Carrie hiding from her laptop because Aiden has replied. <laughs> Did you see the email underneath Aiden's reply? Thank you for donating to what was it? New York Library? New York Public Library, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Carrie very... doing doing God's work there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Aiden is in town. They agreed to go out accidentally on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Which is a thing I once, I remember I once accidentally organised a date for Valentine's Day and then everybody turned it into this big thing. And I was like, no, 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 that was just the day we both had free. Like, let's not make this something it's not, kind of. And how um, how did it go? Was there like mentions of like, oh, it's Valentine's Day on the date? Do you know what? I can't even remember how the date went. So The closest I've come to that was organising a grinder meet at like 8pm on a Friday without thinking. And they were like, of course not, it's Friday night. And I was like, oh, do you know what? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Why couldn't you have a grinder meet on a Friday night? Just because, you know, everyone's busy on a Friday night. I'm not. <laughs> Friday night is my stay home and watch a horror film night, Dylan. And it has been for about 10 years now. Well, you you would be able to have a grinder meet on a Friday night then. Yeah. So Friday nights, <laughs> so this is an aside, listeners. I like on a Friday night, I like to decompress after the working week. Maybe get a little takeaway, watch a little horror film. Friday night is horror night. And oh. then my out-out night is Saturday night. Oh, that's, mm. that's I like that. Oh, yeah. apparently that new horror film's good, the one with the hand. I'm seeing it tonight. Apparently. <laughs> we can yeah, discuss there you go. that next week, yeah. <laughs> apparently it's great. Talk yeah. to me, talk to me. It's talk to Australian, me. very scary. It looks apparently genuinely, genuinely terrifying. I believe Chris has seen it. He has, yeah, and he said it's fun and scary, which is like all you want from a horror film. Does Chris get scared? Because I am easily scared, but I like no. being scared. He, he, no, he doesn't get scared. I'm seeing I... it with my my friend Kerry, who is also quite a horror film. It's, it's effectively scared by horror films, so I imagine both of us will be like this the whole way through. So neither <laughs> of us are going to fucking see this film. Normally I rely on Max to be like, what's happening, what's happening, what, 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 what is happening, what is happening to her. So um, let's, I love it, I, but I love horror films. I've always loved horror films, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, that can be next week's cultural moment. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, talking about jump scares. <laughs> Aiden! This, ep- this episode is packed with them, let me tell you. <laughs> Um, this so, yeah, show, so oh. bizarre. So we have so Caden's coat. Yeah, well, Carrie doesn't. Let's let's build up to that moment. So there's um there's a whole bunch of Carrie kind of frittering around. She's barely in it for the whole episode. Yeah. Um, and then she goes to a restaurant. It's like a rerun of the Il Cantonari horror. I was of, thinking the same. Of 2001 or whenever it was. It's an Italian restaurant again as well. Just don't go to Italian restaurants, Carrie. Like, it doesn't end well. Although if if a waiter was loudly chewing gum while serving me, that's not something I would fuck with. That is, (laughs) and especially in America where they're working for tips. Yeah. Young I mean, man. I mean, come on. I mean, on. it's different. It's different in Europe. Like in continental Europe, if you get your food, you're lucky. Like, 
I remember in Paris, I was like waiting for the bill and I'd been waiting for like half an hour and the waitress like was coming over to my table and she looked at me and then her phone rang and she just like answered it and just like started chatting away and like lit a cigarette and I was like, okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> oh wow, without paying? Um, no, in the end I paid, but I just like walked up to the um, like right. the front desk and I was like, here's Excuse my bill. Excusez-moi. I'm excusez-moi as we play. Je vais payer. <laughs> yeah, so um, Carrie goes to the wrong restaurant. Her phone, yeah. like, just bizarre. In an episode with so many characters, so much time wasting. So her phone dies. She thinks she's been stood up. Then, lo and behold, neither of them text before half an hour has passed. Like, yeah, I mean, that's wrong with you. Um, and it turns out, lol, Aiden's next door. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> so, yeah, they meet on the street. Um, Aiden is dressed like an action man doll, um, <laughs> getting ready to drop a box of milk tray through your open bedroom window <laughs> in some sort of like, I think it is a barber jacket. A long, very tightly cinched, cinched. done up. <laughs> yeah. Very tightly done up to the point where his body looks rigid. Like he's being held up by the kind like we we get it john carbert has lost some weight he's looking very trim <laughs> he's looking like he's on the keto um <laughs> but i'm not sure the best way to show that off was to <laughs> cinch him in at the waist um like, and then he looks and then he looks so much better when they're at the restaurant and he just yeah, has that fucking oh, jacket off and yeah. he looks great but a lot why did they put him in that oh no it was a very strange choice. I don't, I can't quite describe that garment. He looked a bit like, you know, when you see a horse getting out of a horse box and they're wearing like a little jacket. <laughs> those thing. jackets. Yeah. Yes. That's what it reminded those horse um, like jackets. Like horse blankies. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was giving for me. It was not sexy. But I thought um, he, John Corbett, was great. He's in the brief. ageless. Yeah. yeah. And still very sexy. Yeah. Um, we need Candice Carty Williams. Can we just, if you're listening, Candice, can you just verify that he's still hot? Or is it Clara that likes him? I think both. I think they it's both. both. It's both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Please, please do get in touch. Are we still fancying Aiden after all these years? Yeah. What? Yeah. A, he's aging like a fine wine. He looks amazing. Um, and it did, there was a, a wave of nostalgia came over me when, mm. even just when he started speaking, like, mm. them interacting was, I was just like, oh my god, like, this is Carrie and Aiden. Um, yeah. And he was still, he had that kind of relaxed, funny, kind of, yes. very different vibe to Big. Um, but then very emotional. That was quite an emotional scene by her stares. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I slightly lost patience, which is I'm going to like, like, it was a very, no, okay, we, the last time Samantha Irby wrote an episode, we loved it. That was the yeah. Dust Balls episode. So Samantha yeah. Irby was on solo writing duty. I saw that, yeah. It felt to me the scene where Aiden, so if we put this in context, um, in quite uncarry like behavior. And this is what frustrated me so much. So, so little time was given to this plot that Carrie inviting Aiden back to her flat felt insanely fast. Like, it's yes. like, whoa, hang on. Even like, <laughs> I'm not going to slut shame anybody, but kind of like, it was like, yeah. 
we'd, we'd waited until the last five minutes of the episode. We see Aiden for the first time since Sex and the City 2. Although I choose to accept that didn't happen and it was all like maybe Carrie was tripping or something. Oh yeah, the, um, souk, the souk snog. The souk snog, for my mind, never happened. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you've got kind of, they meet on the street. She recovers from the shock of seeing him dressed as a racehorse. <laughs> they go for dinner, go back to his flat, all in the space of three scenes. Aiden is only in three scenes in this episode. Yeah, and for us, the scenes aren't spaced out. So for us, I think mm. that's why it's so pronounced. Because yeah. for us, it's in the space. All of this happens in the space of literally five minutes. And this is like, very like, there was pacing issues with last week's as well, when Miranda wasn't in it. And then in the last five minutes, she gets dumped twice. Amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so um, then they get back to her flat. Aiden is shocked that she's still living on the Lower East Side in her old flat. Or yeah. is it Upper East Side, wherever it is she's meant to live. And um, and he says, he says, I'm never going in there again. Yeah, like, and it's all, but that's where I felt, I felt it was a bit written. Because obviously yeah. he's referring to the emotional space he was in with Carrie Bradshaw in 2001. Um, and it was all yeah. a bit kind of like, do people in real life speak through the art of metaphor. Yeah, and when he said, like, oh, do you remember that wall I couldn't break down? Like, mm-hmm. yes, okay. Yeah, we get it. We got the metaphor <laughs> then. We still get the metaphor now. I have, done, felt... I have done GCSE media studies, and I get it. <laughs> yeah. So it felt, it felt a little bit, a little bit not my favourite scene. Yes. Um, but... Yeah. And then I thought it was very sudden as well when... Because I expected them to part ways then, and mm. then for things to be a bit more resolved next week. But then when he's like, oh, but we can get a hotel. And it's yeah. like, what? <laughs> it was just all very, yeah. It felt crammed in. Really crammed in. And also, Aiden, although obviously their, their relationship was quite complicated in places, he just doesn't strike me as the type of man who'd give two shits about that, to be honest. Yeah. Like, he'd be like, I'd be more like, oh, have you still got that chair? <laughs> like, that feels like a more aiden response. Have you still got that big fucking ugly chair I once made for you? Kind of. Do you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of mm. um, Neve's partner, Neve's man in um, HMRC. Oh, that, thanks, that, like Dylan. that same. That's, I was just trying to think, and it's that same kind of, and it's when you said he wouldn't give two shits. Like, it's that kind of like, like a sensitive man, but also a man who like knows what they want and yeah. doesn't get too caught up in all the like emotions and things. Thank you. That's Her Majesty's Royal Coven. Yes. Available Out. now. Available now, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, thanks for that. Amaz- I didn't even tell Dylan to say that. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, um, so they, yeah, neck breaking. And I've had a couple of DMs this morning from people saying, I don't understand why anybody would want to get back together with their ex from 20 years ago like and i know that's my stumbling point as well and i'm really interested to see where this storyline is going because there's i'm with carrie at the moment if if i somehow if i went for dinner with somebody that i had been in love with 20 years ago mm. it would be very easy to fall back into old patterns Mm. I think. And it's a good job John Carbot's so sexy because that's the only thing that's making me buy this. But it just mm. all happened so fast. Why yeah. wasn't more screen time given to that meal 
you know, kind of that that could have been that meal scene could have been broken up into maybe two or three conversations. You know, we didn't Carrie didn't ask about his divorce. She didn't ask about his kids. You know, yeah, of... and like and like just can as much as I love Seema, can mm. that scene with Seema at the spa? We did not need that. No, we didn't like, need Seema in this episode at all. And that was a good five minutes. Which in this in this show, mm. five minutes are precious. Well, Che. <laughs> like, did yeah, we need get to know that Che is now fucking working at a veterinary <laughs> clinic? What the fuck was that scene? Cut it. Cut it from the script. And, and I like do a lot think... of a lot of Charlotte's storyline was unnecessary as well. See, I actually I'm I'm forgiving of the Charlotte stuff actually, but we'll we'll come on to that oh, in okay. a minute. But but um yeah, really again, you know, Aiden's return without a doubt, is the big headline of season two. Without yeah. Aiden returning, I would go so far as to say, well, there wasn't really a lot of point in doing it. Well, so I guess um, I guess Samantha as well. But Yes. Like, um, that's... I, I like to know. think that Samantha's going to pop up and say, don't marry Aiden, you have nothing in common. <laughs> and that's <laughs> the phone call. Where she's like, Carrie, hi, it's Samantha. <laughs> By the way... <laughs> it recently came to my attention that you were thinking of marrying Aiden. <laughs> sweetie No Oh, oh sweetie no <laughs> yeah. Oh sweetie no No oh. no 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 um, no 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 <laughs> um, Yeah that's the scene That is the scene there you go. I watched one of the old ones the other day Where she dates the older guy Ed Yeah And, like, and she goes oh Ed And it just <laughs> I, I kind of thought I shouldn't have watched it Because it just threw into sharp relief like how lacking this show is mm. of her. Like, yeah. God, she was amazing. Well, potentially, you know, if Seema is... God, we're all over the place this week. If Seema yeah. is the best of the new characters, she hasn't done anything this season. We yeah, got what's rid she done? Of, we got rid of her fella in, I think, was it, episode two. She got mugged. She got mugged. It's for, I mean, I know we were saying last week, please give Anthony a plot. No, no, give Seema a plot. For the love of God, give Seema a plot. Yeah, she's one um, of the, now that you say that, she is one of the least developed characters. Yeah. Um, that was, it was and, a great episode. It was a highlight of season one when we met her family at Diwali. Yeah. Um, that made her seem a bit more rounded, but you're right, actually. Because there could have been, so we've got two plot lines about what are single people meant to do on Valentine's. Mm. I think I could have lived without Naya sourcing, preparing and eating a cake. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I would rather have seen... Che finding a stray dog. I would rather have seen like Seema at like a nightclub. Than any yeah, of that. or like Seema trying to navigate Manhattan on Valentine's Day and just getting gradually more irate. Yeah, she yeah. An absolute shit fit at one point would have been a rather more satisfying plot. I yeah, think. and Seema just like acting as like pretending Valentine's doesn't exist and like mm-hmm. trying to do all this stuff and always yes, that would have been great. So where where we leave Carrie and Aiden, which is Aiden refuses to go up to Carrie's apartment, but then. <laughs> Amazingly, says this is Manhattan. They have hotels. Yes, they they do. <laughs> yes, and then they have famously. a big snog, <laughs> and that's where it ends. Um, yeah, what what next? How many episodes I wonder, have we got left? Four left. Four left. I wonder if this show. Um, I don't think this show is going to be the show where it ends on all of them being with people and happy. That's no. not. That's not this show's style. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. 
and I especially don't think that's Miranda's storyline, but we'll co- we'll come to Miranda in a minute. Mm. Um, before Carrie... we go to break, should we talk about Barbie? Or do you want to talk about Carrie more? No, that's it. I'm, we've said enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who, who knows where it's going? For me, I'm going to say on the record now, if Carrie ends up, with Aiden, I think that's a bit ridiculous. But I know there's probably a lot of people out there who would quite like, a bit like Naya, would like to have their cake and eat it and have Carrie both end up with both Big and Aiden. I would sort of love the troll levels if at the last minute um, Petrovsky comes back. <laughs> <laughs> burger. burger. Jack Burger comes back. Fucking motorbike. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Just knocks <laughs> Carrie down on his motorbike and that's how it ends. Um, <laughs> With, oh. and, Lily, and Lily's waving from the back of the bike. Like, bye, <laughs> bitch. Lily on the back of the bike. <laughs> okay, speaking of... Right, okay, from ridiculous to ridiculous. Barbie movie. Okay, yes. what, do we, what do we think? Um, so... Relevant, relevant to our interests. It's a female-directed, half-female-written film produced yeah. by a woman, starring lots of women. Yeah. Um, incredible. Um, I saw it, I think I mentioned at the beginning, um, I saw it uh, a few days ago at a packed cinema mm-hmm. at Rich Mix in Shoreditch um, with my girlies. Um and I think my favourite thing about the film is not so much the film itself, but this feeling of mm. just being part of something, um, mm-hmm. which we haven't with cinema experienced since, since uh, I mean, at least pre-pandemic. Avengers Endgame, I think. Avengers, that was the last time people were cheering and clapping and whooping in the cinema. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I'm going to agree. I think I like the idea of the film more than I liked the film. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I um, think it, it is the very living definition of a four-star movie, if I'm honest. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I thought styling, 10 out of 10, obviously. 100. Yeah, well, the sets and the styling were gorgeous. Yeah. Um, the set design was incredible. I was listening to a podcast, my film podcast, The Big Picture. It's very mm-hmm. good for anyone who's into cinema. And they credited Sarah Greenwood as the production designer, who apparently, mm-hmm. like... Built basically that she's this amazing woman who like built this world completely from scratch in with physicality. Like, I built it like physically studios, yeah. built it, yeah. Um, and apparently it is neo realist. There you go. Um, so yeah. For me, but, a lot of the issues were in the script. I must admit. Um, I was going to say exactly the same. It was incredibly on the nose. I saw somebody on threads. I'm not Twitter because I'm not on Twitter. I saw somebody on threads describing it. It's like a political pop song, which is, of Mm. course, it's not subtle. So, yeah, it's kind of like the Chumbawamba of feminist cinema, which is (laughs) it is like being hit in the face with a feminist hammer. It's not subtle. (laughs) It's not especially clever. Um, Yeah, it felt, I mean, (laughs) Dara. (laughs) <laughs> this is a controversial statement. Um, at certain points, the script felt a little bit and just like that. <laughs> like, basically, there is no room for interpretation. Yeah. They're, they haven't... There is no risk that anyone is not going to understand the feminist credentials of this film. Mm. You know, because they are driven home with... With a pink drill. With a pink um, stiletto. With a pink stiletto, <laughs> kind of, you know, you're not going to miss it. And 
and so for me, you know, it could have been, it's a, you know, it's a, it could have been a little bit heavier on laughs, actually. I, I felt, um, you know, it's very me, interesting to have a Barbie film where Margot Robbie is sobbing for most of the film. And yeah. I know this is what it's about. It's about, it's about an innocent, naive woman sort of recognizing the true horror of patriarchy. But she does spend a lot of the film sobbing. (laughs) For me, it was, for me, it was very much at its strongest where, with the visual gags, like there was some great visual gags, like when she drinks the water and there's like no water in it. And then I was really laughing when the first time she actually drinks water. (laughs) And it reminds me of when like Patsy eats the crisp in Abfab and she like doesn't know how to eat. (laughs) Like it was really fun. And like Margot Robbie, like, Wow, like yeah. Although Oscar. I do think I think Ryan Gosling rather steals the show. If I'm honest, yeah, I think his yeah. his portrayal of Ken is the standout standout kind of. Needless needless to say, I was very into like all of the styling for Ken. Yeah, um, it was. So don't get me wrong. I it feels I feel mean, sort of giving it. It doesn't get the free pass that say the talk to me horror film is going to get tonight. Mm. And I wonder if that's because expectation was so high. And we know that Greta Gerwig is a genius. And actually I will say this, I preferred Little Women, I think to Barbie. I think Little Women is a five-star film with the same feminist credentials. Yeah. With the same feminist credentials, but I didn't feel like that sense of, yeah, I get it. Like, on, on the third feminist monologue, I was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. And I was like, the... and I felt like a real, and I wasn't sure if I was being like a, an asshole man. I wasn't sure if I was being a Ken thinking this, but I was saying that like, and the sixth time they said patriarchy, I was like, mm. come on. <laughs> like... So I think, again, I'm going to go with the with that phrase I learned on threads, you know, that it's like, it's like a political pop song, you know, which yeah, is... Yeah, that's a really good summation and the question of who is it for as well confused me a bit some mums i saw it last friday night on opening night in brighton marina and a lot of mums had brought kind of i want to say like maybe sort of eight nine ten maybe slight i know it's a 12a but there were some definite little girls in that cinema who were not 12 yeah. and those girls were bored shitless <laughs> they were up and down they were being very well behaved but they were up and down going to get drinks going to oh, the toilet interesting. it's not a for, it's not for kids it's not for kids it's thing. not for kids it's rated 12a and i i think that's a choice because yeah. little women is you certificate so anyone can go see little women yeah. and and so i think had it been a little more subtle with its sort of, you know, if there was five minutes less of Barbie crying in a heap or slightly trimmed down some of those big monologues. Mm. And I know everybody, everybody's going mad over the America Ferrera monologue. Mm. But I'm a bit like, again... That was a bit gender... Like, you, you, know, know. Like, you know the film... You know the film... Oh, was it Inside Out, the Pixar one? Oh, yeah, yeah. With all the little emotions. Yeah. And a lot of, like, especially men were like, oh, I did not understand my emotions until I saw a Pixar film. <laughs> Come on. I'm like, if you didn't understand patriarchy until you saw Barbie the fucking movie. Then you're fucked. That's, um, that's a bit of an eye-opener. But, but I do, um, one thing I do love about it is how it's really shown how um, the right wing... Snow. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna co-op their phrase. I'm gonna call them fucking snowflakes because that's what yeah. they are. The right-wing snowflakes are, are really showing like mm. how pathetic they are, aren't they? Like, yeah. oh, if like, you're this pressed, on. if you're this pressed by a Barbie movie, 
And the irony is they uh, have become what they say we are, which is they can't take a fucking joke. Triggered, yeah. <laughs> They're triggered and, and they think, can't take a joke. And I do think, I wonder if that's, I wonder, Greta Gerwig is smart. I wonder if she was like, this has to be the broadest feminist anthem there has ever been. And yeah. it is broad, but I will say I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I wasn't bored for a single second. Oh, yeah, same. Like, Gersey Barbie, it's great. We want more films written and directed by women about women. Yeah. I think already it's going to be one of the biggest films of the year. So you yeah. don't need to take our word for it. But um, I just I just wish it quite... Because it's so close. It's so close mm. to being perfect. Mm. So what you're hearing is my slight disappointment. Yeah, me too. But I think it could never have lived... Like you said, like it could never have lived, lived up to the amount of hype but it has. how fun. Everybody was wearing pink. Get dressed Great. up. Get yeah. drunk. Go see Barbie. Um, there won't be a film like it for a long time. Yeah. Let's go to break. And sorry, that one fan who hates it when we talk about anything other than Sex and the City. <laughs> when we come back, we will talk about Miranda and Charlotte. See you in a sec. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, welcome back to So I Got to Thinking. We're talking about, and just like that, um, season two, episode seven, February 14, Miranda. Oh, yeah. Loved. Loved. Loved all, like the highlight for me for this for this episode. Also, was, how um, gorgeous is Cynthia Nixon? Oh, in that purple, oh, in that yes. purple dress. Wow. Oh, gosh. Um, I really felt like Miranda was, it was Miranda in this episode. Like Miranda is back. Yes, you, me yeah. too. That yeah. realization that I've changed, dating has not, was brilliant. Yeah, and I kind of didn't see it coming. I I thought it was such a real moment in in a very stupid world with hot fellas and Drew Barrymore and you know all that circus. Yeah, the moment she stepped into that horrible little <laughs> apartment, and that I was, was like, genius. that was so well done. I have been in those apartments. I can smell the cat litter. Like, 
the when, shitty, shitty cat litter. Oh. When Amelia Carsey's like tapping her like shoes together to shake the cat litter off them, I was like, <laughs> fucking hell, this is. <laughs> um, and I think that's what Samantha Irby's really good at. I think because that her last episode felt somewhat grounded in reality. Because when again when they were sitting around talking about jizz, it yeah. felt like old Sex in the City. And I think Samantha Irby has really captured sex in the city in her scripts well and, um, did you get the easter egg did i get the easter egg i'm not sure did i so carrie says to to miranda carrie quips when they're talking about like jane austen and stuff mm-hmm. she's like you've got so you've got great expectations and yeah. great expectations is the name of season six episode, episode two, two yeah in which magda records over all of miranda's TiVo by accident. <laughs> Great <laughs> expectations, yeah. Um, which is Dickens. <laughs> um, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> speaking of big Dickens. No, um, so, yeah, so <laughs> Amelia is hilarious. I love that you at first think she's going to be like another Che-esque, kind of like slightly impossible New York figure. Yeah. But I quite like, actually, she, she lives in actual New York, where an actor would live in <laughs> yeah. a one-room kitchen studio with a feral cat locked in the bathroom. <laughs> I love when Miranda screamed at the cat. That yeah. was like, I can't remember what episode does Miranda scream at before? Oh, there's a few. on. Uh, the, she does mm. do a really good scream in one of them. Oh, at the wedding, when she sets fire the... to herself. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, and Amelia's mic setup just really stressed me out. I was like, is that... <laughs> over the sink like and sort of on the table like what is going on there mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, really unhinged good unhinged scenes um, and then i loved when um just like so many ridiculous lines of dialogue as well like i've always been turned on by those jane austen audiobooks was always <laughs> one. just one of many ridiculous lines <laughs> so can you guess what my bugbear is about the miranda and amelia plotline no, what what's what what is it? I think as a scriptwriter, I would never be allowed to include a scene where you meet someone you admire coincidentally. And right. Miranda and Naya are not planning to stumble upon her backroom reading of Jane Austen. Um mm. So it would have been better if they'd gone to like a scheduled yes, reading. Yes. That yeah. that would have sat better. Because yeah. I wouldn't. So what? She runs into somebody she's admired for a long time by accident and they end up going <laughs> on a date. Really? Yeah. I was, yeah. And I was for a second, probably for this reason, for a second, I was slightly confused when she, mm. when she said, oh, I've listened to your, and I was like, what's happening? I thought they had just met. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're right. So that, that bugged me. But other than that, it's a means to an end. But again, a little, a little rewrite. But then, of course, what's really important, of course, is that Miranda was shopping with Naya so she could make her cake. <laughs> so let's not forget, that is the most important plot of the Naya's week. Naya's cake. Which Naya makes and eats a cake. Is it a souffle? Um, it, a souffle. A... Although I will say, I'm sure if I was still single, I would really appreciate Naya repping for the single women on Valentine's Day. It is a horrible pressure I liked her friends attempting to distract her on Valentine's Day. But also, does anybody in the world really give two shits about Valentine's Day? Do you give two shits about Valentine's Day? Oh no, Chris and I never acknowledge no. it. Um, I don't even think Max and I buy each other cards. Do we? Do we? 
I think people do, but I think maybe less so. Oh, maybe I did this year. I don't think we have every year. Panny D we did, but we had nothing else to do. (laughs) Why not? Um, Please, anything to make this day look different. Yeah, literally, (laughs) even if it's like a heart bunting. We just um, celebrated St. David's Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, listeners, what do you think? Is it still a thing? Was it last year? I don't remember it being a thing last I year I think, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this. Again, things that will get me cancelled. I just really, I just really hope I get cancelled this year. <laughs> um, I think I think if you're into Valentine's Day, sorry, I think you might be a bit basic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hard truths coming through. Um, well, like, it might be more you, of a... Do you need a day? Do you need a day to celebrate to love? It just feels very commercial. So, mm. oh, actually, I'll tell you what Max and I do. We do NAF Valentine's. Have we talked about this on the podcast before? I don't think so. Well, often me and my friends, Tommy and Ed, we double day and we go to something just shit. So this oh, year for Valentine's Day, we went to Glowballs, the glow in the dark mini golf um, <laughs> in Brighton Marina. That's two shout outs for Brighton Marina now. Um, we've been to Tempin Bowling. We went to TGI Fridays once. <laughs> and it was it was as horrible as you think it was going to be. So yeah, we, we like NAF Valentine's. We almost do anti-Valentine's activities. That's great. You should go on the ghost train next year. <laughs> on, on the Brighton pier, Pier, maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. Is Brighton Pier open through the winter? I'm not, I'm not sure it is. So. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. But shout out, Weldon Miranda for walking out of that apartment. A little, little bit harsh to judge a woman based on her apartment. <laughs> but it was it was also cat carnage. You know, my question is, why would Amelia invite her into that space? That's quite unhinged, yeah. kind of. And I felt like Miranda, because I slightly thought, like, is she being judgy? And then I thought, actually, no, because... Amelia like hasn't made the effort, has she? No. Like, and that's that's the problem. Like, Miranda's yeah. dressed up, she's made the effort, and Amelia's just like there in her like fucking cardi, um, like disorder, mm. like just uh, hectic. I feel like I have maybe been Amelia before, unfortunately. In my <laughs> what, invited in my somebody around for a shag and not put any sheets on the bed, like You're not cleaned out the litter tray. Yeah, oh. um, <laughs> yeah that that is. Yeah, maybe, actually, maybe that's the difference. In my 20s, I would have just grinned and bear it. Now, absolutely not. Now, I'd be like, we're going to go out now. Get your coat. We are going yeah. the fuck out. And Miranda says that, doesn't she? She's yeah. like, 30-year-old Miranda would have stayed. Mm. But I don't have to. Good for her. Well done, Miranda. We love you and we think you look gorgeous. I'm glad the grey fright wig has gone. Very, very quick question. What yes. does Miranda do? For a job. Well, she's at college. Is she still at college? Is she? I think what does so. She do? What does she do? <laughs> I just well, suddenly thought it. I was like, what does she do? Yeah, I suppose her and Naya have met outside the college, haven't they? Or outside. Yeah, yeah I suppose. Well, they're living together now. I think Miranda is still. But I think that's the trajectory this season. I think this is about Miranda getting back to Miranda. And so I wonder if by the end of the season, she might be sort of figuring out what her future is going to look like. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, Charlotte has made some decisions about her professional life. Um, <laughs> yes. I did I did quite like the Charlotte plotline. Um, we've had this culmination of her children <laughs> running her life for a long time now. You know, she, she left the gallery in season three after she married Trey. 
to dedicate herself to glazing bowls and fighting childhood AIDS, yes. if we remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she didn't achieve those things. She instead became um, a full-time stay-at-home mom slash momager yeah. to, to rock. Um, I really like, like a lot of models. Rock has learned modelling is shit. <laughs> and and actually, like models, it's the one job in the world you can't want to do. No one can want to be tall and thin. You either are or you aren't. And yeah. Rock has decided, well, m- m- my face may well fit. However, this is shit. I can't don't want asked. to do it. I can't Rock be asked. Rock cannot be asked. Um, I really liked the scene with Charlotte being the Karen mummager, just because it makes so much oh. sense for her character. Um oh. And there was also like a slight reference to you know how much they slag off like anywhere's that anywhere that's not in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's like we're not even in Manhattan, and Rock's like yeah, this is the cool agency, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I enjoyed. I wonder where they were. Were they in Brooklyn or Queens or something? I don't know. Maybe like Will, Will, what's it called? Williamsburg. Not Williamsburg. Bushwick. Bushwick, maybe. Mm. Um. But yeah, apparently Rock is offered representation by IMG and Elite, two of the I biggest mean, modelling agencies in the world. Yeah, that um, was, yeah. But um, Rock quite, I, I think Rock is very cool. Nah, not for me. Yeah, they can't Great. be asked. Well done, Rock. And that, that's really true. There, there are a lot of, um, I, I know people who are scouted as models when they're teenagers I think initially they're very flattered and give it a whirl. And then they're like, oh man, no, you've got to be up at five in the morning. No. Oh no. And it's weird. No, you've got to, no, I don't want to go to France. I don't know anybody in France. It's weird. Um, (laughs) It's not for everyone. Um, Lily being just an absolute brat. Although, boo, she had sex with Blake and then Blake has dumped her. I know, what an arsehole. What an Um, arse. Loved the fact that her song is called The Power of Privilege. Um, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. It's like wearing a <laughs> kick me sign. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lily, yeah, Lily inadvertently spikes Charlotte with weed brownies. As uh-huh. soon as Charlotte took a bite of that brownie, I was like, I it's was got like, weed. Right, I was, yep. Yeah, it's got weed in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, and Charlotte, oh, sweet, when Harry's like, this is the love of my life when yeah. she's in the, uh, in the ambulance. Oh. Charlotte, I mean, the right age to be having a stroke. You are. Past the age of about 45, you are on stroke risk. What's your blood pressure, kid? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but she she hasn't had a stroke. She's just done a little bit of pot. Um, yeah. So she's fine, but she decides with clarity, not highness, that she's going to take Victor Gerber's offer up. She needs to do something with her life that is not just running around after two slightly ungrateful children. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, Although we do know there's obviously Sam Smith is somehow coming into Charlotte's world. We need to yes. prepare for that. For we need to uh, mentally sex prepare positive, for that one. Sex positive queer song. Yes. Oh might, God, if Che, if che and Sam, if che and Sam Duet, Smith meet, yeah. I don't think I'm going to be able to cope with that. It's going off. Um which leaves us only with, is there anything to say about LTW other than the fact we've done this storyline already with Brady and Louisa? Yeah, I mean, I continue to like Nicole Ari Parker a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just, I mean, apart from anything else, she's just sort of entrancing to look at. Yeah, so um, gorgeous. So gorgeous. Um, I do, um, I am on her side in this storyline. Like, I think 
she's right to freak out about them like taking pictures in her closet. Yeah. Uh, like and being like, get the fuck out. Um, but the story doesn't come to anything or have any like clear. Again, waste of time. It. We came for Aiden. Why are we watching this woman chat about handbags <laughs> and stuff? Also, them both chuckling about how like. He spent the kids. He was like, "Oh, spend so much money on our dinner for Valentine's Day tonight." Like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. I'm more interested to speak about pure ridiculous <laughs> Charlotte being a pimp for Anthony. Um, oh God. Poor Giuseppe <laughs> with his one man poems and Drew Barrymore staring at his dick, <laughs> which was very game, very game of Drew Barrymore. I yeah, adore Drew was, Barrymore. I've always adored Drew Barrymore. Always she was, down um, for it. She was great in this. And I, I was expecting it to like cut to before and after the show. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I wasn't expecting them to be on the show. And then they were on the show and there she was. And I was like, oh my God. Um, Charlotte, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure about the ethics of Charlotte basically like first sneakily taking a picture of Giuseppe <laughs> and sending it to Anthony and then going and then just like sort of buying him um, like it, yeah although again shout out to samantha irby for psychically reading my mind in that first scene where anthony is with the um the hot fellas, the hot fellas. i was like this is very bad about these men are very steroidy and this yeah. is not what men's bodies look like and then literally about 30 seconds later he injects his thigh with growth hormone and i was like okay yeah. i feel i feel red um, oof, yeah. that one. I don't usually go for the the super muscly, but the, what, that one with the beard who was in season one as well. Jesus Christ! I mean, the one who also, carried carried carry. Yeah, but also like I was thinking the same. I was like, this is ridiculous. Who looks like that? And then the steroids. Fast um, important though. I want. I need. Yes. I need young men watching this show to recognize that people who look like that are on steroids. The end. It's, and that's something I learned when I moved to London. I thought there was something physically wrong with me pre-transition because I was going to the gym all the time, like all mm. the time, five times a week, eating all the chicken and broccoli, drinking the protein shakes. And my body just did not do that. And then that's when I learned all the men whose bodies do look like that. They were all, all of them without fail on steroids. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, those are your choices. That, you can either that be on or steroids like... or not. That or like, um, literally live at the gym, like at the gym. Like no, twice. no, no, it's steroids. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, it's, it is steroids. There's no two ways about it. You can't, physically, you can't eat enough calories to make your body that big. <laughs> I've started um, having protein shakes and I'm already a bit like, this is gross and I can't be asked. And it's not doing anything. And nobody's honest <laughs> about it. I don't want to name names. So there's a friend of mine at the moment who has just started using steroids. And on his gym progress picks, he's leaving that bit out. Oh, that's, yeah. That's so a bit it's trash. not gym progress. It's not gym progress. It's steroid progress. One of my friends has an incredible body. And I asked him what his like workout routine was. And he was like, oh, I just watch what I eat. I don't go to the gym. And I was like, you had the balls to just, you had the courage, I should say, to sit there before me and say that. And I almost respect that, but you're lying. I just watch what I eat. Come on. Ugh, just yeah. let's, it's like me with Botox and fillers. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I just drink lots of water and get eight hours sleep. <laughs> Nicole Laurie Parker. You know, I think just come on. It's like, let's just all be really upfront about kind of, yeah. you can look like this, but there are ways to do it. Kind of. Yeah. It's 2023. 
Let's on, just guys. be honest, kids. Um, uh, I'm not. Ross... Do we think that's Giuseppe's real willy, or do you think they gave him a modesty lump? I think they gave him a well, the opposite of a modesty lump, a um... an immodesty lump. <laughs> an immodesty lump. Yeah, I think they probably did. Um, yeah. yeah, Drew's great. I liked. I enjoyed Ross Matthews's cameo. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> Another jump scare. I what? Why is what? Ross Matthews in? I'm just like that now. <laughs> um. Yeah, like fun, fun storyline, and something for. I wonder if there's going to be a romance between Anthony. I and think Zoe. we, I think we see more. There was in the trailer. There was the making bread together. So yes, I think Anthony and Giuseppe. There might be a plotline happening. But please, universe, if you're listening, please give Seema something to do. Mm. Seema's the best one of the new blood. We love Seema she the is. most. She is. Yeah. Um, and if if people's like comments on Instagram and stuff or anything to go by, like. She's most people's fave. Like, new fave, yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to Anthony's bread phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I was obsessed with the bread phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, Love that. Have we forgotten anyone? Of the no- well, <laughs> is there anything to say about Chet becoming a vet? <laughs> oh, I so like Chet. The- che. Che. Chet. Not Chet. Chet. Chet, Chet the, the vet. vet. I liked this scene, the dialogue between two non-cis people that wasn't uh-huh. about, like, it wasn't about gender. It was just, like, about dogs. <laughs> it's like the Juno Dawson test. You need two yeah. <laughs> named trans characters talking about something other than being trans. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I am anticipating them struggling now with Che's character because... There's not really anywhere. Where is there left for that character to go? Unless really? Miranda and Che reconcile. But again, I absolutely did not need those Che scenes this week. Um, Although I am getting, I did think credit where credit's due. I'm getting what I asked for because do you remember I moaned a few episodes ago that they haven't addressed. There are like all the characters have so much money. Mm. Um, Che's like running out of money. Um, but yeah. why can't they do more stand up? I'm so yeah, confused. I wasn't sure if I bought that, to be honest. Like, Che also... was financially solvent before they had the pilot. And also, I'm sure they've got, like, what, 100,000 Instagram followers. They can do some spawn con- you know. Yeah, yeah it's so weird. So I don't know. weird. Yeah. But any- anyway, what- whatever. Whatever. Yeah. That's what we're doing, so. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend Alex T. Smith, the illustrator, messaged to say that, you know, it's absolute chaos i would watch 900 more episodes and yet <laughs> I, <laughs> yes I correct yeah. oh my god i wrote that i've just like scrolled down in my notes and seen another line i forgot about that amelia says to quote mrs bennett in pmp how can you be so teasing <laughs> pmp for pride and prejudice amazing postage and packing also <laughs> to quote mrs bennett in postage and packing party um, and play party and play <laughs> <laughs> mm, they're different worlds I went to postage and packing You went to party and play There we go Right, so we have now been on, This is now an hour long special um, um, Thank you for bearing with us um, We will be back next week To see what happens With Carrie and Aiden And Charlotte's returning to the world of work I also can't wait for the six new characters They introduce next week So we'll have like 50 people to talk about next week, oh, probably. Stop. <laughs> um, it's fine. It's. Do you know what? Yeah. Well, we'll be here. We'll be here as ever. Yeah. Your brave tour guides <laughs> through the, the cultural wilderness. irrelevance of <laughs> just like that. <laughs>
<laughs> um, until next time, stay safe, do like and subscribe, and we will see you next week for more chat. Bye for now. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.